everybody. Welcome to Potty Talk, Real Talk on Incontinence and Pelvic Floor Health. I have my first guest, Jennifer, here. She is a client of mine. Uh, she just finished the six months body reset program with me. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. No problem. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's start off with um, because incontinence was the biggest thing that controlled your life. So just explain how it was for you with your incontinence and, you know, what did you struggle with? So basically it was more so with, um, impact running, uh, sneezing, coughing, those kind of movements. Um, and then also too, if I felt like I had to go to the washroom and I was trying to get there in time, but I had a full bladder, I would start to leak before I even got a chance to get there, um, which was very frustrating, especially if you're out in public or, you know, something, example, we were at a, a sporting event, fireworks went off, it scared me, um, funny enough, and I jumped and I had a full bladder and I leaked a little bit and I'm out. So that really does suck when that happens. So, um, and I lived a, like a, an active lifestyle before pregnancy. So just not being able to have that activity back after pregnancy and I've healed or at least I thought I healed um I didn't have that so not being able to run jump um it, it really was mentally kind of affecting me and then also to just you know you sneeze your whether you're sitting down or standing to not be able to just sneeze <laughs> without that problem that mm -hmm. was kind of where my issues were yeah how long well I mean that yeah that's the thing it can be very debilitating in a way because you know your mm -hmm. body can do it but then you you can't or I mean you can you could right you could technically just you know leak through it essentially right yes yeah but which isn't which isn't right but I mean like no. that's why they have incontinence pads like that's why everyone wears black leggings but it's not <laughs> solving the issue it's basically making it worse um right so, okay, well then I'm so I'm going to follow up with that. Like more so like how long did you deal with incontinence before you were like, this is enough? Uh, I think we were about 12 months when I contacted you. So yeah, pretty much a full, a full year. Um, I just noticed it wasn't getting any better on its own. <clears throat> I tried um, on my own I, and I just didn't have the right, the right resources. So, and also the knowledge. So I reached out to you and and yeah, and you kind of just let me down the right road and all the knowledge and, and resources for it. So yeah, awesome. I mean, that's like the first step, right? Because I think that's the biggest yeah. thing, like um, women just kind of live with it. Um, mm -hmm. Because in the beginning stages, did you notice like when you first started noticing it? Was it something that was a like a postpartum thing? Like, is that when the incontinence was or was it? So primarily just right postpartum. Majority of it. I think yeah. near the end, like third trimester near the end, I definitely would notice um, the sneezing. Maybe it wasn't necessarily a leak, but I just felt that extra heaviness, that extra pressure where it's like, oh, I feel like I could maybe, um, uh -huh. but leak, leaking wasn't fully there yet. It was, it was definitely after the delivery um, and, you know, having him. So or having my son. So that was when I noticed it the most. Yeah. Um, did you do anything as far as like, did you ever wear incontinence pads? Did you ever wear like black leggings? Like, did you do anything to hide it? I didn't do the incontinence pads. Um, 
I thankfully, I was home a lot. (laughs) So I didn't really worry too much in public. Um, But yeah, I would, I definitely wore a lot of like darker pants um, Mm. just in case I would carry an extra pair of underwear with me just in case. Um, Those are kind of the things I would do. And then I would also just kind of map out where bathrooms were. So if I know I had to go, I would try to make sure my bladder was empty, which is also not the great, as I've learned, is not the greatest thing to just go because you have the urge because you're yeah. not really full. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something I obviously learned through you too. But yeah, for the most part, I would just, if it happened, I was home. So I was lucky enough to go change and mm-hmm. move on with the day. But when I was out, I'd always had an extra pair of underwear <laughs> with me right. as a backup. So you would like plan for it essentially. It would be yes. like, on yeah. mind, okay, I'm going here. The bathrooms are here. I have my underwear just in case. Yes. So yeah, you can see how that can really consume a lot of your brain. Like it just consume a lot of like how you're planning your day with, I think I I definitely feel like a lot of women do that. Like, you know, if they're going on a long trip, where are all the bathrooms? Like where are all the timbers? Stuff like that, right? Yeah, on the road for sure. That's, Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that part. But yeah, on the road, I'd always be like, oh, we have to stop. We have to stop. So that was, yeah. it's way better, obviously, now, but that was, yeah, that was frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. Um, did you ever avoid drinking um, water because of it? Or sometimes. Hydrating? Yeah. Yeah. It would be because it's like, especially right after, you need a lot of water. I was breastfeeding too. And you try, but it's like you're always going to the washroom. And then if you're sneezing, you're coughing. Um, or just even, well, I didn't really have it too bad with lifting, um, Nicholas or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it was more so just that the, the pressure of the sneeze or the cough. Um, in, in, even if I was just sitting cross-legged, um, th- that would always way I sit on the couch and that's usually when that would happen. So mm-hmm. <laughs> sneeze and yeah. Yeah. So I would avoid the, the intake of a lot of water sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just goes to show like just how much, like we, like we're talking about, like, it just, it can really affect the quality just like of your life. I mean, just, it's just one thing. It's like, it's just that extra thing, right? Like it's just that mm-hmm. extra stuff that I have to make that I have to think of that I have to be aware of. Um, so yeah. So I bet you're feeling a lot different now, which is good. I am. Yeah. And looking back on it now, like as we even speak, I never really considered it as like a problem. I kind of just assumed mm-hmm. that like this is more in the earlier stages, not yeah. when I reached out to you, yeah. but I just kind of considered this is all normal and maybe it is within limits, but you mm-hmm. know, it's not something I had to live with. Um, yeah. but it's just at the beginning and even six, seven, eight months, I still was kind of like, Oh, you know, it's just part of postpartum. Like this is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really looking at it as such an inconvenience at the time. I just assumed right. it was normal, but now looking back, yeah, that is an inconvenience and that's yeah. not a way of living. So yeah was the mindset almost like this will eventually go away like this waiting it'll go away it'll go away hoping yeah that was kind of the mindset and then also too like a lot of my friends have some friends that it did sort of not necessarily go away but it just didn't they didn't have it to that severity right um or it was just a different birth right Right. Um, and then we I still have other people that I know even women in my life that are older than me that still have problems when they sneeze and pee because Mm -hmm. that's just it's normal yeah. Um, with the air quotes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, Common, but not normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, you just kind of have that in your mindset. You're thinking, and also too, you're so busy with the baby. The last thing you're thinking about is 
um, is this, is this normal? Can this be yeah. fixed? You're just kind of going through the motions and just hoping yeah. that it does fix itself. So yeah. 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 I'm just laughing in my head. Jennifer and I were talking about this before my call. So I'm doing this. My kids are home and I don't know if anyone here is like, this is like mom life to a T is like my child is screaming in the background at his computer. <laughs> um, so real talk right here. <laughs> no, but, but I don't know if anyone can hear it, but like, I'm just like, I, oh, I can just hear it. But anyway, side note there. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. So let's get into, you know, you and I chatting, starting the program. You had never seen a pelvic, pelvic floor physiotherapist before. So that was like the first time was going through the body reset program. Yes. What are some aha moments that you had just basically right off the bat? You can look back to, you know, back into the fall is when we started. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's May now, and this was back in like September, October ish. Where are those aha moments? What can you really kind of be like? Yes. Remember those. So days. there's just, just understanding everything. So, um, with your program when we saw Sherry at Essential um, and she's teaching me that, you know, it's tension I'm having problems with, like the, learning that whole concept instead of just trying to do Kegels mm-hmm. when I'm already under enough, like my pelvic floor is under enough stress. So I'm just yeah. overloading it yeah. instead of actually just learning to release, to relax, um, which was such a weird concept. And I think we've obviously had lots of conversation based around that and beginning of the program was basically just breathing relaxing my pelvic floor relaxing my diaphragm with it all being connected and just finally understanding that Mm -hmm. it took me a very long time to appreciate the slowness of it um and understand that that's how you can connect everything so that was kind of more of an aha moment for me Mm -hmm. um and then you know once there was a time where I was driving and instead like I went to go uh uh-oh in my head and nothing happened. And I was like, Oh, well, that's great. And then a few days go on and I'm sneezing and I'm not, you know, I'm not eliminating and it's amazing. So that was another aha moment. Like it's working. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that was, that was huge, especially, you know, the, the first three months to like the, I think it was probably around four months that I really noticed that I can sneeze and there wasn't major like uh oh moments or crossing my legs or yeah. <laughs> bracing, you, do, so. you, you almost like train your your body like it's that habit that you get into mm-hmm. to be like oh my god I'm sneezing waiting for the leak oh you know I you know just I'm laughing or I'm jumping waiting for, you're just waiting for the leak to happen yes. and then it, you it, that's a big part of of incontinence is a lot of it it becomes habitual um, mm-hmm. so whether it's urgent continence, so always that habit of like, hey, every time I see a bathroom, I have to go pee, even though my bladder isn't full. So you yeah. can get to the point where you basically train the brain and the bladder together. So it's like, it's just, it's, you know, it, it can become, um, just a, a habitual thing with, with yeah. and, um, you know, like that first thing you said, like, oh my God, I sneezed and I was just waiting for it because you train the brain to think like, wait, every time you sneeze, I'm going to leak. Or, you know, like you said, knowing where all the bathrooms are, you're just training the brain to be like, Hey, well, I better empty because I see a bathroom there. And we're like <laughs> walking, you're like, you know, walking around the mall or whatever. So I better yes. clean out so I don't have to pee later. So you start to train the brain to be like, Hey, every time. And then it, and then it almost becomes, um, having to retrain the brain 
mm -hmm. and then retrain the bladder that way. So that, that's really interesting too. Um, and then your other point as well is the, is the tension. It's, yes. it's I, I don't know. Did you ever hear like when you had the incontinence before working with me, did you ever hear someone say, well, we'll just do Kegels and like all the time. time. Yeah. All the time. That's what I thought. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I can only do so many and nothing is changing. Yeah. Nothing is improving. Um, it was frustrating because I'm just like, well, it's not that I'm not doing it, but yeah. it's like, again, I'm just overworking the muscle. I'm not doing any favors. If anything, I'm doing more damage or, you know, mm -hmm. no good to it. So yeah, without that knowledge from yourself um, and yeah. Sherry, I would have been completely just in the same boat kind of hamster on a wheel doing nothing nothing to improve it so yeah doing the same thing over and over again yeah <laughs> um and that's it like it's did you did anyone when they were saying to you do kegels you know whomever it was um would anyone say to you like well this is how you do them or like what it, that's I don't know if I should say just do kegels okay what does that even mean like yeah exactly you know? like to know that there's three different types and then to like there's just a, a bunch of different situations. Um, yeah, I didn't know that there's a specific way of doing it. Um, mm -hmm. And also too, just like the reverse with with the relaxing um, and then, you know, with your methods that you, you teach us as well. So yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely wasn't informed properly um, mm -hmm. about the methods and techniques mm -hmm. to get to where I am now <laughs> with Kegels. And, you, and feeling confident with them, right? We basically had to- yes basically had to down train yes we train so explain that to me because I know that was a struggle for you um <laughs> because you your your goal essentially for this program was obviously to get back to exercising get back to running which is the one thing you love um yeah. without having that worry of the leak so we had to basically down train mm -hmm. and retrain the body retrain the pelvic floor so explain yes. how that was to you just going through just going through it how it was in your mind um and just and 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 then I guess basically I know the one thing you said was like you know that was one of the better things to do was to down train yeah. so explain your mindset with that when you first started the program and or yeah <laughs> so I was super super gun-ho still was during the program it wasn't that yeah. I wasn't but yeah. I was super gun-ho and with my fitness levels. I mean, I was back yeah. to basically nothing, but I was wanting to just jump yeah. full, like way too hard, too quick for what my body was able to do. Yeah. Uh, mentally, I was wanting to do it, but I know like I still had lower back pain. I was having the incontinence. If I, I couldn't do high impact as much as I thought right. I could. I yeah. So when we were doing the, um, we started with just breath work and I think mm -hmm. the just breathing was maybe like two weeks. And then we started doing more movement with it. I think yeah. if I can recall, it might be wrong, but, um, Basically, it was such a mental struggle for me because I'm laying there doing the breath work, doing the release work. And it's like, I just want to move, right? Like, yeah. I just want to, but, but I know that when I do that movement, I'm not going to get the benefits from that movement. Yeah. So to have that, take that seat back, understand that it was very hard. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I even communicated with that, you know, that yeah. with you, um, but you just kept reassuring me. And then I'd say probably by the end of that first month to month and a half, I was able to actually understand that, that connecting, you know, your diaphragm breathing with your pelvic floor, when you're lifting a weight, even if you're just doing like a, a very slow motion deadlift, you're connecting way more muscles. And when you learn that, like now looking back, mm -hmm. when you learn that you're actually 
you're getting way more of a better workout out of it than just trying to focus on the muscles that you're being told to use because you're using your core better you're using your glutes more and that's stuff that I was not like when I worked out before it was just like let's slam these out how many can I get next at a time or how many can I get out in that set so and I wasn't even thinking about my core my lower back would hurt and I was like oh whatever that's normal um and then if I like if I try to do jumping exactly push push through it if I try to do jumping jacks after having um Nicholas my son it was like I'm I'm kind of leaking but I'm gonna try and then I would stop and then give up and be discouraged so that it was really important to take that seat back slow it down reconnect with my body um mentally first before I learned how to push it again physically so that was really hard. <laughs> yeah. But I think training in any aspect is hard, whether it's yeah. that, you know, you're going out to the track every day, you're running hard, or you're going to the gym, hip, lifting heavy weights. But every now and then you, you need to, if you have an injury, which not that giving birth is an injury, but it does yeah. take a toll on your body. For so sure. you need to take that rehab, yeah. build it again, and then you can go back at it. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how, um, I, I looked at it, but it was very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think got, yeah. Like, I mean, and then there's a lot of that support system coaching. Yes. What do you think got you through that? Oh my God, this is like, this is painful to <laughs> <laughs> So like, cause it is like, I'm someone who I enjoy a good sweat. I enjoy a good, a good workout, a, you know, but yeah, like you said, when you're in pain or struggling through, you know, your, your recovery is crappy, your, your recovery mm-hmm. sucks. You're, and, and then, and then just even like, yeah, like not feel connected. So like, yeah, what worked for you to be like, okay, no, 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 this, I need this to get, like, instead of it's one of the things where it's like, well, I'm going to take 10 steps forward. They had an injury and have to take 20 steps back. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it's just that, that hamster or, you know, the, what's the definition, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And it's right. You know, and getting the same results. Um, so what got you through the, that breathing, that like mental push through it, Um, it definitely just talking with you, you reassuring me, um, that this is for like a good reason and just also to your knowledge, right? Like you weren't just saying, go and do this. Like you're explaining yeah. to me why we're doing this mm-hmm. um, and understanding how my pelvic floor works with my diaphragm. And when, you know, when you do those lifts or movements, mm-hmm. you are actually using all that. Like my, my core wasn't being engaged properly mm-hmm. um, because my pelvic floor also was having problems too. So mm-hmm. I think with you telling me like all that knowledge, every time we would talk, it was kind of that reassurance, like, there is a purpose. There's a point. And then at, at, there was times where I'm like, Hey, I did actually feel my glutes engaged, which I never noticed before during a squat. Right. We yeah. had to work on that a lot. Um, so just that you being there to kind of guide me through it, reassure me that it's worth it. Push through. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have done that without it. If you right. just gave me the exercises and say, see you in three months, I would have yeah. not done it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this isn't for me, but I couldn't yeah. be where I am. I wouldn't have been able to run, um, or go for a run or do anything without that. So that, that, uh, constant, the check-ins and again, the knowledge is what mm-hmm. has gotten me to push through that, mm-hmm. the slower aspect of it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Well, and it's interesting because a big part of it, and when I work with women generally, it's tension. Yeah. Working with a body full of tension, um, full of bad posture habits, align, you know, a lot more so alignment. Um, and the body, we can't, you can't strengthen an overworked muscle. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why, you know, and even just with incontinence, it's like your alignment, you know, tension in the diaphragm, tension in the belly, the floor, and then obviously pain in the hips and the back. And, and those are all symptoms that your system, there's a dysfunction there. Um, and it is just and diaphragmatic breathing. So the core breath that I teach, it's actually very beneficial for your nervous system to calm you Mm -hmm. down, to help release that tension. So even just that it's hard to be, we're all, we're a society. And especially I think after, you know, wanting to start a new training program or just postpartum or wherever you are, like even, you know, cause I work with all women, it's, I want to go, I want to do, I want to go, 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 go. What do I do? Like, what do I do in the stretch? Uh, you just, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, like, can I like blink my eyes or like, you know, <laughs> no, 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 just stretch. This hmm. will benefit you in the long run. Um, and I know for you, cause you've been doing, you know, you're back to running, which is awesome. And you've been incorporating a big portion of your training program is release work to prep yes. your body for that run mm-hmm. before and after. So is that something that's changed a lot for you with running now before than it was maybe before the incontinence started? Pre- yeah, even maybe? yeah, like even before um, I was even pregnant and, you know, I would do a run. I would literally just be like a cold start. So I would just start running. Like yeah. there was no stretching. There was no warm up. There was no releasing. And I would stop. And then I would just go about my day. Maybe yeah. do like your generic stretches at the end. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, I if was younger, time. but if there's yeah, time. there was time. Never <laughs> time. But yeah. <laughs> um, but, but now it's definitely more um, like near the end there, we were doing straight, like I was doing strength and I would do a yeah. run. But then after, if I didn't have the time to do the proper releases, I would, I would do my like, uh, lighter stretches, but then at the, like in the evening, I would do more of that actual release work. Yeah. Um, so using the ball, um, the stability ball, the, um, the straps, like the yoga straps, uh, yoga blocks, like all that. And then plus the videos and, um, the techniques that I think Sherry was teaching me too. So, Hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it all it all has changed that way where I'm like, I understand to properly do my breathing when I'm running, when I'm, um, and like consciously thinking about my core when I'm running before mm-hmm. I never just, you just go and run. You don't think yeah. about it. Right. So all that is, has definitely changed. Mm-hmm. The, the knowledge from the program has changed yeah. my, the way I think about when I run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So what sort of, pel- okay, well, well, then and just with that, what sort of pelvic floor, habits do you incorporate into your day? Like what sort of things did you, have you taken from the program that you now have built as a habit into your day, um, for your pelvic health? Yeah. So for, um, the Kegels, I'm still obviously not at a point where I'm doing like full engaged Kegels. I am working on the endurance ones still. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something I do pretty much daily. The odd time it's every other day kind of a thing, but, um, still doing that um and then just the release work um for my diaphragm and then the one thing I 
I find it's when I'm in the kitchen a lot. And if I'm, I'm chopping vegetables or getting things yeah. ready, I find there's tension just in my shoulders yeah. or whatever. So then I, that helps me remind myself to just release, release my pelvic floor, yeah. um, do some breathing. So I find that's a good time for me. So those are kind of daily mm-hmm. habits that I do. Um, and just keep in mind that as much as I want to work on those endurance kegels, I still need to work on the release, the, the letting my pelvic floor just relax Mm -hmm. instead of always overloading it. So that's something I do daily as well. Just cautiously remembering that I need to do that. Mm -hmm. No, that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You feel the difference. Like when you just kind of check in with yourself. Yeah. It's, and like, even when I do, I don't think I'm holding tension. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel fine. I'm like, I check in with myself and no, I, I definitely am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a good reminder for myself that, yeah, that is something, I guess, naturally what I do, I hold mm-hmm. tension there. So I need to keep, keep that in mind, mm-hmm. um, and check in frequently. So mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. Uh, no, for sure. And I, I will say like myself who this is my niche, this is all I do, but I will, also check in with myself and I can feel like once you really like, I don't know, like, it's so weird. Like, I mean, it's just, it's actually really cool. And I'm sure you feel the same way, but like when you actually can feel the pelvic floor and feel that release and then just feel that like, Oh my God. Yes. Like, this is funny. Like, well, so I was peeing today and I was sat on the toilet for a while. Like, Hey, yeah. Like I did some work on the toilet. Like who doesn't do that? Guilty. (laughs) And I'm peeing and I pee. And I sit there even longer because I'm working and then more comes out. I pee again a little bit more and then a little bit more. And so I am someone I know, and I know this just from being trained in it. I have, I know I have a hyperactive pelvic floor. I hold Mm -hmm. a lot of tension in my jaw. So me Mm -hmm. sitting there and fully releasing my pelvic floor and almost like relaxing, I started to let out more pee because my pelvic floor was holding a lot of tension and then it was like because I was working and it was like hey pee break da, 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 right and it was just like I do my full bladder release but then it's like oh more came out and then a little more came out and it was just like <laughs> insane how like your pelvic floor is your floodgates yeah so if the like the floodgates are are they're weak regardless if you're holding tension or whether they're too laxed mm-hmm. most women are holding tension if you're a yeah. jaw clincher if you're a type A, if you're go, 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 which I think most women are, you know, always always on the go and the pelvic floor will, you'll, it'll be tension there because there's a fascia line directed from the jaw to the pelvic floor. So, you know, tuning in with that and focusing on breath work and just, you can feel the difference. Like, have you ever, like before the program, would you know where your pelvic floor is, how to find it, how to connect with it? Not really. No. Like to think about releasing your pelvic floor, I'd be like it's released. Like I wouldn't yeah. know, I wouldn't really understand that. Yeah. And that's where that breath work really does help you appreciate that relax, like relaxing. Yeah. And then letting it just come back on its own. Like you don't it's so hard to explain it unless you do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or without your guidance and understanding. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's something I would have never really grasped that concept. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really, it's really, it's like a muscle, right. And like, you know, you mm-hmm. said earlier too, that you go through a training program. Like if you're training for a marathon, if you're training to like, do be, have, do heavy lifting and like, you know, that sort of thing, you train for it, you, train, yeah. you do a training program. 
And that's what this is. This is training, retraining your pelvic floor. And it's mm-hmm. training for functionality, for, you know, no more leaking, no more pain. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a training program. And with any training program, you have to start and learn new methods. And that's exactly what this is. It's not a fitness program. Mm-hmm. It's a training program. So like training to not pee my pants, right? Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> that's, that's where it comes down to. So yeah. Um, which, yeah, which is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has body reset, like changed your life since doing the program? So it's given me the confidence for sure to do the workouts that I've always wanted to do after pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, and, and the knowledge and be able to do it without those pains that I had, even the pains I had before pregnancy, I've, I'm noticing, um, I mean, we did a lot of, um, pelvic placement mm-hmm. for a lot of movements that I was having lower mm-hmm. back pain for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helped, um, without that knowledge, I'd still be powering through those movements with the lower back pain. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be running. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go on the treadmill and run, um, which is something that I love. It mentally gives me that release from the day or, you know, whatever's going on in my life. Not yeah. that it's all, all negative, but just, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the daily grind, it gets me away yeah. from it. Um, and without that, I wouldn't be able to do it. So that's, that's the programs really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just, again, like the everyday I can sneeze now. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not peeing my pants and it's not that I was peeing a lot, yeah. but it was just, you know, enough that your underwear is wet and it's uncomfortable. And now you're out in public. Like it's no fun. Right. Well, that's, um, it's, it's, it's right to interrupt for one thing, but that's a big thing. Um, is when I talk to women, it's like, okay, do you suffer from incontinence? No. Okay. And then, but okay. But no, when I sneeze the odd time, I'll pee, but it doesn't happen a lot. It's just like the one time, maybe like it's hot, like maybe once, maybe when, every time I have a cold, I'll caught and then I'll pee. And yeah. I, and I will say, I'll go, well, that's incontinence. And they're exactly. like, exactly. Really? Yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, like any urine coming out of your body when you're not sitting on the toilet going to pee is it considered incontinence. So yeah. Yeah. Like if it's little, if it's a lot, if it's every month or if it's every time you get cold or if it's like every week, like it's just, that is incontinent. So, so yeah. So it's just like that kind of thing. Um, you know, um, so yeah, anyway, so go on. Sorry. I interrupted. That's oh. okay. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the program has definitely gotten me, I feel kind of more back to myself which yes. is, which is such a great feeling to know that I can go and, and work out without that just awkward conversation in my head where I'm like, should I do the jumping jack? Ooh, I right. don't know. Okay, I let's try you. it. You like, try you it. Can, you're right? like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh no, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this is, I can feel it's going to come on. I'm going to pee and it's just going to yeah. frustrate me for the rest of the workout. So yeah. I'm not really having that, those moments or those conversations in my head anymore where I'm like, I can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's times where I may, I may still feel I can make, like if I do have a, like a, a fuller bladder yeah. um, and I'm, I'm like doing jumping jacks, like halfway through my strength workout, I might start to feel like, okay, it's a little bit, maybe like I'm not leaking, but it's just that urge feeling. Um, but then I just scale it back and do modified because I'm knowing that I'm, my pelvic floor is probably getting tired at this point. 
And this mm-hmm. is knowledge that I'm lear- I've learned from you as well. Right? Say, you are yeah. very knowledgeable now. <laughs> I'm very impressed with just even your Thank own you. knowledge of pelvic health. Like it's awesome. <laughs> I've done it without you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just that jumping jack thing. It's just I'm so happy that I can do it. And like I said, if if I do notice that it's my pelvic floor is getting tired, my my core is getting weak, that I can just go to a modified, and I don't feel discouraged because I know that I I've gotten to where I have, and it's just still a matter of working on it daily. It's not something I can just give up. Yeah, so that's sure. it's something that gives me that reminder too that mm-hmm. it's something I still need to train. I still need to yeah. work. Like. You can't just stop just because you run your first, you know, marathon. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's your goal and you're done, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to continue, you have to keep training. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of my thought of that one. No, I love it. I also love too, how you said that, um, workout and exercise is a distraction for you. Um, mm-hmm. and it helps mentally for you just to do something for yourself to move and, you know, with incontinence or with a pelvic floor dysfunction, there's a lot of fear in that. So it's like, I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything because I don't want to make this work. So I'm just not going to move. And then it's a spiral effect of like, well, then your mental health suffers because you're not doing the things you love. Like your biggest thing was running mm-hmm. cardio, getting to those impact workouts and yes. to have those leaks always on your mind and to always almost have that like I don't know. I don't want to do this. Like it's frustrating. And then you stop the workout and then it's like, okay, well now I feel like crap because I didn't do anything for myself. And I didn't. Yeah. And then it's just this like, you know, and then, and then, and that's also really, it's sad too, to think like, like you can move, you can move with mm-hmm. a pelvic floor dysfunction. It's just like, you need to just train the right way. And we can get you to that because exercise is a big, big mental health, um, distraction. And uh-huh. it can help your mental health. It can make you feel better. It can make you sweat and smile and endorphins. And I did something for myself. So, you know, that's a big thing too, is if, 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 if incontinence is holding you back from doing uh-huh. the things that you love, then it's like, you need to have a conversation and you need to make that, that change. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Without, without contacting you back. And I think it was like the end of September, yeah. like beginning of October ish, um, without, making that move and just like committing to it. Like I'm doing this. There's no point of like making excuses, even though I've tried along the way sometimes with you and you're like, no, just do this 10 minutes. (laughs) Keep it small. That's a big thing, right? It's I work with you to like show up for yourself and it doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be 10 minutes, minutes, like, yeah. Or just core breath some days, right? Like exactly. So like all that was, was huge. And it is, it is huge to, to make that step and decision for yourself, especially when you do have a family and, you know, and life and if you're working and all that stuff, it's, it's hard to put that time or find the energy for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you may have the time, but you don't want to, you, you just want to sit on the couch and do nothing because you're exhausted. But to remember at the end of that workout, again, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you've got yeah. to remember that how you feel at the end of that is so much more important and the benefits you get from it than not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you get into that spiral, which is hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know you went through some like holidays and vacations where you had yeah. to get back into the routine and you did a really great job at keeping that, you know, when you're on holidays, yeah, I get it. Be on holidays, enjoy yourself. Like you're away, mm-hmm. like, but you know, for you, I know you said like you, you did the little things, like you just, you walked, you focus on breath work, like 
you know, coming yeah. back into it was, you know, like anyone, it's hard to get back into yes. that, but you know, you did it and, you know, it may have taken some time, but that support and that like, mm-hmm. let's do this, like ease into it. It's fine. Yes. The breath we do. And those things are also going to be really beneficial. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it support is helpful. Very much so. Yeah. Sure. The um, weekly check-ins is definitely got me where we we've, you know, where I'm at right now. So <laughs> without those, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I said, you'd give me, give it to me for three months without you around. I would be like, yep. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, I did them. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you tell someone who's currently suffering from incontinence? Yeah, I would basically just inform them that, it, you know, it's, it's something you have to make a decision for yourself yeah. to correct. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen overnight. Um, it's not something that, you know, you have to live with. Obviously, I know that's what we all say, but it's true. It's, there's so many people around you that may have it and they act as if it's normal, but you know yourself what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know personally, why would you want, like, you know, if you're having those problems, why would you want to look out for someone to help you? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not something you have to live with. And I would say definitely, I mean, contact you obviously, (laughs) but (laughs) just get informed, understand, you know, what's going on with your body. Why is it doing this? Um, and then what you can do to help it, um, and, and just be patient with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to work on it, but it's something you can do. It's as easy as doing it in your living room. You know, like, that's what I said to you a lot of the times when I'm doing my core breath, I'm literally Netflix or a show is on and I'm laying on yeah. the floor doing core breaths and release work. So yeah. there's really no excuse why you can't work on it and do it. Um, and then be at a stage where, you know, you can sneeze or laugh hard or, jump yeah. and run and, and do all those exercises or activities that you want to do without, you know, being your pants or yeah. you know, dribbling a little bit, whatever mm-hmm. level it's at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. And that, that would just feel so empowering to be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I did it and it feels good. And I can now do all the things that I love. Like, how does it feel for you to be running again? Good. Really good. I didn't think it was going to happen as quick as it has to be yeah. honest. So I'm happy that that it has. Um, it's such a, it's just a confidence booster in the sense of just where I was versus where I'm at. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't realize how much I missed it and how much yeah. it is. Yeah. And how much it is really a mental um, release for me as well. Um, so I'm just so happy to be able to do that without having to stop, like, you know, after a kilometer and mm-hmm. have to change my underwear or just not want look at the treadmill and kind of stare at it like I wish I could run yeah <laughs> like yeah. I can actually get on it and do it um and not have to worry about it so it's it's so nice yeah no that sounds like really empowering and like you you're making you're putting your health and wellness at the forefront and and mm-hmm. um making it part of that like it's you know making it part of your lifestyle like yeah um with incontinence, it's just, it's something that's just, okay, you know, pelvic floor health is part of my lifestyle. It really should be for most women, all women, all women. Yeah. Okay. Like, and then you also said too, like, know why you are suffering from incontinence. Like your incontinence is different from someone else's and like it's all different. There's all different reasons as to why you're suffering. Like you have a hypertonic pelvic floor. So hyperactive tension, 
Someone else could just be hypo, so too laxed. Um, and they need to focus on something different or someone could just be like their pelvic floor is pretty fine, but they, you know, they have some postural issues or some tension mm-hmm. in other areas. So it's just like figuring out why it's happening to you. Cause it's not a cookie cutter problem. And this, like you said, Kegels are not the cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you were asking me, like, did, did people tell me to do Kegels before? And it's like, yeah, yeah. And you're doing them. But again, like you're saying, it's not just because someone tells you to do Kegels doesn't mean you're doing them right. Yeah. And, and again, doesn't mean it's the type for you or where mm-hmm. you're at in your journey of recovering yeah. from it. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely important to reach out and learn about your specific needs and incontinence issues then mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, obviously we're a community, so share the more knowledge yeah. you know about each other, the better. So we exactly. can go, Oh, that's like me. Oh, oh that's not like me. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But at the same time, don't just put yourself in that box and say, well, I need to do 10 kegels a day and I should be good for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, you're okay. So that's the thing. Like you wanted to run. Running yes. is moving. <laughs> so sitting and doing kegels on the floor is fine for that building the foundation connecting. Cause we do have to do that. We do need to either, whether it's kegels, whether it's breath, breath work, we do need to sit and just do the simple basics, but you're running, you're, you're standing up, you're sitting down, you're, you're picking up, you know, your kid, you're, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that, like, and you're moving. So like your pelvic floor needs to move with you mm-hmm. and to just say, okay, just do, you know, so-and-so Kegels a day, but like I move, I run, like, it's not like you got to do a Kegel when you're lying on your back, when you're sidelined, when you're standing, when you're low transfer. In a lunge in a lunge when you're and sliding. I still find a lunge is probably one of the hardest ones for me when I'm still in that split stance and yeah. I'm trying to do like that contraction with with the breath and the lift yeah and it's like I can just I'm we I'm still not there right which yeah. is fine it's just yeah, a matter sure. of the knowledge is there working on it exactly. but it's like I wouldn't think to it's not necessarily a kegel well you know what I mean but yeah. <laughs> it's just such a different it's you're right. It's your own in different stances. You're in different yeah. positions. It's weight bearing. It's not weight bearing. Um, yeah. so yeah, exactly. Like 10 Kegels just laying there on your bed or while you're driving, isn't going to cut all the, it's like when you're doing a bicep curl, there's how many different types of bicep curls are there? Exactly. exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of the same concept. So you, just cause you're just sitting there stagnant doesn't mean you're training your pelvic floor to its ability or its exactly. fullest ability. So very important (laughs) and that's the thing like you can you can do them lying on the floor as just like a starter but then okay well Mm -hmm. what else are we doing like it's just okay that's great that's a good way to because we have to learn but then it's like okay but then how are you training it other ways so yeah and that's what the program did too right like at the beginning of the program we started off with the the core breath laying down and then we we would introduce some movement to it so it's like Mm -hmm. that's how you kind of learn like okay so this is where it needs to work on um, yeah. and, and it's, it was really interesting to kind of yeah. see those different steps of the program and, and yeah. where your strengths are, where the weaknesses are and what to work on. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of information throughout the program to learn mm-hmm. what, you know, where, where you need to go and where your public floor is at, at all times with the check-ins too, right. Yeah. You're always good at saying, you know, okay, maybe we need to work on this or cut back or add this. So it was always really good. Okay. So to finish, what is your favorite pelvic floor exercise in the program I like to release, release? <laughs> just releasing what, just is it, was there a specific release um just like dropping the blueberry as we would call it um okay. 
just I just breathing and allowing myself to just release and then letting the pelvic floor just come back up on its own without me contracting it that's kind of I feel I just get the most release even mentally from it Um, I can feel my entire body like tension just releasing everywhere so um, I do think that's something I I try to do daily because it does bring me more just satisfaction from it Um, and knowing that I I do hold tension in my body like you said Mm -hmm. most women do Um, and taking that from the program and adding that daily does help. So that's probably my favorite. Um, and then we do a lot of diaphragm stuff too. So, um, I like to do kind of like laying my back and a twist. That's always good. Mm -hmm. There's just a bunch of stretches, but I definitely would say like the, the release work of the releasing the blueberry as, uh, that's my kind of way of thinking it. (laughs) The way you taught me. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will um, definitely relate. Um, And yeah, it takes a lot to share your story about incontinence. But the more, like you said, the more we talk about it, the more we can relate, the more we can learn from ourselves and from each other. So thank you so much. Um, Yeah. And this is potty talk, real talk on, (laughs) I have to to write it down and look at it because I don't remember it. So it doesn't come flowing. Incontinence and pelvic floor health. All right. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me.